This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life. Only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and I've got a guy today that I'm absolutely fired up to have on the show today. John Gordon, I, uh, I sent you that message to ask you to be on the Circuit of Success, and, and you said yes, and I was, I was really, really excited. So I told you in my message there are uh, three books that have been very, very influential in my life, uh, the Bible, uh, the Rhythm of Life by Matthew Kelly and your book, The Energy Bus, has uh, been one of those books. It was a life changer for me. So, man, it's been it's great to have you, and I appreciate you being here. All right, I know another thing you talk a lot about, John, is your faith must be greater than your fear. Uh, one of the things I talk a lot about on this show, and I ask you know basically every person, but we all have fears that uh, are in our brain and in our mind, and we start to believe those fears. In your world, how many of the fears that you've put in your head that were going to be these huge, big fears, how many of them actually came true? With huge, big fears? Yeah. I mean, I always feared my parents dying, and, and they they both did. You know, my dad recently died, but it was, a great, it was the greatest fear when I was growing up. So now it wasn't the kind of fear that I had when I was younger. But that was something that that I that I feared. But other than that, I would say not much. Yeah, and that's the point to the question, right? Is that we all have these fears in our heads, and none of them come true. But again, you talk about your faith must be greater than your fear. So tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, every day we're confronted with fear. Fear is the ultimate enemy to success. It holds us back from going after our dreams. But fear is a liar. Fear says you're not good enough, smart enough not successful enough, but faith says, keep moving forward. Faith says, there's a plan for you. Faith says, God has a plan for your life. So continue to work hard, be your best every day, and trust in that plan. You know, I think when you look at people on the world stage, you look at the most successful people, people I wrote about in the power of positive leadership, like Dabo Sweeney and Rick Hendrick and Donna Orander and Marva Collins and all these various people, they all lead with faith in a world of negativity, cynicism, and doubt. Yep. It had to be fun uh, watching Dabo and the boys this year, didn't it? Working with them for so long? It was a lot of fun. And, you know, being at the game, at the national championship, on the field, to watch that last play, to see everything culminate in that moment was probably one of the most special moments, one of the most spiritual moments of my life because it was an incredible um, manifestation of knowing what was going to come true. Like I knew it was going to happen, and it happened. It's amazing. It was unbelievable to watch. I can't imagine being there. What's your uh, what's your game changer in 2017? When you look at the John Gordon Company and what all you do to help people, what's your game changer? 
Right now, we're doing the energy bus for schools, where we're certifying schools with the energy bus principles, and we're seeing incredible transformation with these schools. So that's been really exciting. Well, after seeing the success of that, we've thought about doing energy bus certified businesses now. So we're moving towards certifying small businesses to be energy bus certified, where they adopt the principles, and they're it's a simple kind of thing where they're a small business, and they're all about positive energy in their offices and sharing it with their customers. It's that simple. And then we provide a simple program for them to get certified. I think this is going to be pretty exciting. And, and I'm looking forward to building a community of, of organizations and businesses who have the same philosophy. Absolutely. So what do you find your motivation and inspiration every single day to just keep fighting the good fight? Oh, for me, it comes from faith. I mean, years ago, I didn't have faith. Years ago, I struggled, negative misery, as I talked about earlier, but it was then that I found my faith and ultimately that I found a relationship with God. And so through all my struggles, I just trust that God has a plan. It doesn't mean that my life's perfect. It doesn't mean they don't have setbacks and challenges. I actually have a lot of them. I think when you write about the power of positive leadership, all of a sudden you face all these challenges, which has happened. It's amazing. Like one after another, there's a challenge. With this book launch, there's been a challenge every day and I laugh because I just see you know this 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 funny picture playing out but through it all I trust that God has a plan and that's my power source well the plan must be working because I went to Barnes and Noble Monday to get it and they didn't have it they were out so that was good they had four copies in each store because they did a you know a buy a, you know they do a buy where they put four in each Barnes and Noble so the four must have sold out already well, that's good news that's good news. So in the no complaining rule, uh, one of my favorite parts is you talk about how to become solution and innovation focused. Uh, I think that's important, right? Because people can always complain in their, in their companies and, well, I, you know, this is a problem. This is a problem. But you talk about bringing the solution with you. So let's, let's talk about that. Right. Every complaint is an opportunity to come up with a solution. Every problem is an opportunity to make things better. So it's not about getting rid of complaining. It's about using complaining as a catalyst for new ideas, new innovations, and better ways of doing things. So an organization that focuses on solutions but uses complaints as a catalyst for that is a very healthy and successful organization. And so when you talk about purpose and mission with people, and, and obviously the, the bigger the purpose, the more happiness in someone's life. So how are you helping somebody or what, what recommendation would you have for our listeners today on how do you find that purpose in your life if they don't already have it? Well, it's not about the bigger the purpose. I believe we're all here for a, a big purpose, a big reason. But actually, it's about living with purpose each day. It's about living on purpose trusting that you have a purpose and that there's a purpose for you to share. And what I find is when we start to do that, when we start to live with purpose and live on purpose, a bigger purpose starts to move through us. You don't even have to find it. I believe your purpose is already in your soul. It's about awakening to what that purpose is. And so when you talk about that, because I know I've heard you talk in the past about, you know, you were, you were tired and miserable and negative. And you mentioned that earlier, uh, here you had your, you know, got fired from a dot com job. Yeah. And I mean, how do you, I mean, so that's, you know, it's here you are now we can fast forward. That, that's, that doesn't just happen. That's not easy to do. I mean, what's that process like to get out of that funk? Well, I think for everyone, it's different. For me, it was God, help me. I can't do this alone. It was praying on a daily basis. And I would say this prayer, God, use me 
for your purpose. Guide me towards my purpose. Show me the way. Have me do what you want me to do. Have me help who you want me to help. And it was literally that. It was like being open, surrendering, getting out of my own way. It was not about myself. It was about helping others and making a difference. And my mission and vision became inspire and empower as many people as possible, one person at a time. I had to take time for that one person, and I still do. I still will do that, and I will make time for that because I know that it's my purpose. And if I'm not doing that, then what does that say about me? Then my purpose is lost. Then it's a fraud. So I got to make sure that I'm living it, I'm breathing it, I'm sharing it. And over time, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Over time, living with purpose each day, doing the work, showing up, ignoring the critics, ignoring the negativity, staying more positive than the negativity you face, having the faith instead of fear, day in and day out, through all the challenges and all the struggles, over time, you become someone who has influence that can make a difference. So how do you define success in your life? First and foremost, it starts at home. If you're not a success at home, then you're a failure. I really believe that I, I need to be successful at home. It wasn't always the way. I remember my son wanted to play ping pong. No, I'm too busy. I said to him, I'm, I'm writing a book about engaged relationships, <laughs> even, ah. even though I'm you know, not making time for the most important relationship of all. So I think that was a crucial time in my life when I made my family a priority and have ever since, and that changed everything. So that was really key. You know, having a great marriage is, is really a key to success. Um, doing what you love is a key to success. Waking up every day knowing that you're living your purpose, to me, that's a success. Um, you know, financially, I don't consider that the measuring stick. It's a byproduct. The fruit happens when you invest in the root. But, you know, to me, being able to, uh, you know, live in a nice place is something that I enjoy. So that's, to me, that's, that feels like a success, but that's, I could live in a cabin or a one bedroom apartment and still feel the same way. So that doesn't really matter. Uh, but, but it just, it's nice to be able to raise a family in a nice area. Um, and then I would say, um, you know, the ultimate measure of success is, is years from now, what people are going to tell my kids about the difference I made in their lives, the impact I had. Just like you said, you know, reading the book was it was a game changer for you. Like that means everything to me. And so if I know I made a difference in your life, like that is a success right there. That's the end game. Because I really believe you have to live in the with the end in mind and you have to decide what kind of legacy you want to leave. And for me, it's stories that are told about you where you made a difference in their lives. Now, I'm not trying to look for the stories. I'm not trying to create the stories, but I am being intentional knowing, you know what? I'm going to call this person back. I'm going to reach out to this person. I'm going to help that person. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make time knowing that one day these people hopefully will meet my kids and tell them I made a difference. Yep. So what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Probably already doing it. I would say I don't live with fear. You know, I think that life is meant to live, live with faith I would rather live a life of faith and die than live a life of fear and live. So I decided long ago, after I lost my job during the dot-com crash, after my marriage was almost falling apart, after it didn't fall apart, but I guess it was falling apart, but it didn't. We, we, we made it happen, brought it back together, celebrating 20 years this month. Congrats. Yeah, so I think knowing that... Um, uh, you know, just yeah, that just got emotional in that moment for a second. You know, mm -hmm. as I thought about that, um, 
in that moment when I lost my job, I said to myself, you know what? I will never put my life and my family's future in the hands of someone else again. And that's when I decided I was just going to go for it in life. I was just going to go for it. So what I would do, I guess I would skydive if I, was, <laughs> if I knew I couldn't fail. Exactly. That's just a good one. Uh, that's cool. So what, what risk are you happy you took? I mean, when you look back at your success and your career, what risks were out there that, man, that's scary, but I'm going to do it anyway. And now you look back and thinking, thank God I did that. Yeah, we moved to Jacksonville from Atlanta and just put a contract in the house and moved down here. Didn't even have our other house on the market yet when we did that. So we just took a risk doing that. My wife said, hey, let's go for it. We did that. That was before I lost my job during the dot-com crash. But it was it was a leap of faith, and then losing the job required another leap of faith. But again, it was all part of the plan. Another thing that I'm glad that I did was uh, marry my wife. That was a risk because she wouldn't go out with me at first. So that was a, that was a, a lot of uh, persistence to get her go, go out with me. And then when we opened a Moe's Southwest Grill in Jacksonville after I lost my job during the dot com crash, we opened up a Moe's with the goal of hopefully you know me being able to write and speak. And we second mortgaged our home, twenty thousand dollars in credit cards, and put everything we had in that one Moe's Southwest Grill. And if it didn't make it, I mean, we were done. But that was a huge risk, and it paid off, you know, incredibly because it gave us enough money for me to start writing and speaking. I wasn't making a fortune, but it gave the seed money for me to for me to do it. Wow, that's a, that's a big deal. And so you think about that. I mean, for our listeners as well, to think about mortgaging everything you've got and betting on the come. I, I did not, I don't recommend that for everybody because I <laughs> I violated all business plans in doing that. But when I look back, that's when, again, my faith was born. When you are confronted with nothing, then you realize that you have to look for something. And I also, you know, again, my faith was born because I did see how God carried us during that time. You don't realize that God's all you need until God's all you got. Yep. Yep. And and that circuit of success, we talk about faith. I mean, so the the belief is the top right. And then there's a little fence post that goes down and our our listeners can find it on the circuitsuccess.com. There's a diagram of it, but faith is right there. It's huge, right? Because you got to have the faith. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in God, your goal achievement, all the things that you believe in. Got to have faith, but then you got to wake up every day and do the activities every single day to be successful. Do the work. I love it. Show up and do the work. Show up and do the work. So, what habits would you say are habits in your life that you've got to uh, you got to do them every day just to continue that success? Oh, it's exercise. I mean, that's key. Eating right, exercise is essential. It's a huge part of my life. So, I would say those are the two most important ones. Plus, that thank you walk and and prayer is key. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that think, thankful walk before. That's a big deal. I, I do a journal each morning of, of what I'm thankful for. So maybe I should add the walk. Um, so let's talk about your bucket list. I mean, uh, you have a, do you have a bucket list? You know, um, I think my bucket list is just what's next, is to see what's next. I don't really, I don't really have anything written down. I mean, there are a few events I'd love to speak at that I know are on my bucket list. But other than that, you know, I think writing what I'm doing and, you know, taking it one day at a time is, is what I love to do. Yeah. So what's your best experience in your life? I mean, maybe it was the, with Clemson and winning the national title, but when you look back in your life, I'm I'm a big fan of bucket lists and, and it's not just because of the material things, it's the experience that life creates. And so what are some of those experiences that you've created that you can share with us that were uh, just, you know, meant a lot in your world? 
you know, spending time with my daughter, going to her lacrosse games throughout the years was was just awesome. You know, going to the, you know the, the the club tournaments over the summer, really enjoyed that time together. Um, you know, just um, obviously getting married to my wife is 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 a huge moment. We went to Europe on our honeymoon. Didn't have much money at all, but somehow we scrounged enough money together to go, and that was a, a you know a great time. Uh, to me, it's always about, you know, spending time with our, our family. And, you know, we went to Newfoundland, uh, where my wife's family's from just recently. That was fun. So it's always just about, you know, what's the next adventure and what's, uh, you know, what's fun that we can look forward to. We just got a place in California in Santa Monica. And um, we're going to spend some more time out there. So I'm actually really looking forward to spending more time in L.A. Well, that's cool. That's a great spot. Um, we get some friends that live out there. So when you look back also on your life and, and you think about your, your success, did you, would you say overall, did you envision your success or are you more shocked by it? Um, I am surprised and very thankful. I envision doing this kind of work and making a difference. I don't know if I expected it to be, um, as great as it is and, and as big as it has gotten. So I'm, I'm just really thankful for that. So I had a vision of doing something great, of making a difference, but I don't know if it was like this. So in a way, it's surprising, and uh, but it's a, it's a good surprise. Last question for you here, John. Uh, I give you 10 million bucks. You can't give it to charity and you can't uh, pay off debts or invest it, anything like that. What are you doing? What am I doing with that ten million bucks? Yeah, how you how you making an impact or how you how you spending it? One, I would want to invest it in charity though, so I, I'm a big believer in doing that. But I know that that's why I don't let you do that. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to be near as fun, right? Because we're all going to give it to charity. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, or even if we're not, we're going to say it just so we can sound good, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to give it all to Mother Teresa. Oh, exactly. Um, I would continue to invest in my company and what I'm doing because that's what I believe in. That's what I'm passionate about. You know, with Energy Bus for Schools, with, you know, the keynotes, with the talks we give, with the training we're doing, where you have a new program called Driver of Positive Change, with this Energy Bus Certified. The goal, everything that we're attempting to do is to make teams better, organizations better, and leaders better. So it's a very purpose-driven initiative that we have in mission. So to me, I would invest in that. I guess if there was anything else and I couldn't do anything else, that's what I would do. All right. I like that. Where can our listeners find more of you? They can find more of me at johngordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com, and uh, Twitter at J-O-N-Gordon11. I like it. Well, man, all of your books are great for our listeners out there. You can find them on, you know, the typical Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that kind of stuff. I highly recommend them. And I always tell people this, I make this comment, anybody listening that buys the energy bus, you don't like that book. You call me, I'll pay you three times what you paid for it. That's how much I believe in that book. Wow. Thanks, Brett. That's, that's really, that's really, I really appreciate that, that belief. I, I tell people with my other books that if, you know, if you don't like it, I'll refund your money because I never want someone, you know, as an author, you make about a dollar to a book, but I would still refund their money because if, if you're not happy with it, then let me give you money to buy something else that you, you will like. Right. Well, it's been great having you on the Circuit of Success podcast and uh, just appreciate the time. I know you're a busy man and you're you're traveling the world and you're speaking all over the place and your voice is probably shot. So I appreciate you being with us today. Uh, Keep up the great work, Brett. I uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. 
Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.